0: Together we can mobilize a global mission force to finish the task. This is your tribe.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, uh, depends on where you are. Um, thank you again for joining us uh, this this uh, this hour. Um, this is our tribe, and hosted by uh, yours only, uh, Ray Payne and. Um, Global Mobilization Network. And now we are uh, once again, you know, welcoming a very special guest. Uh, and today we have Jenny, uh, sister Jenny Oliphant, uh, all the way from UK. And actually she has been involved with missions in different parts of the world. But her, um, her, her, her heart, her passion uh, and ministry emphasis is always on prayer. And that is welcome. Uh, the, the Director of, of Prayer Mobilization of SNET, Jenny. How are you, Jenny?
0: I'm very well, thank you, Ray. Thanks for the invitation to join <laughs> you.
1: Good to see you again. Um, it, it's always a pleasure every time I talk with you or you message me. It's always about something, you know, it's another mission, uh, prayer movement, uh, there is another initiative. I want you to be involved and, you know, I don't know where you get energy, but um, apparently uh, prayer helps. <laughs> so, yeah, can you tell tell us a little bit more about yourself, especially uh, your journey as uh, as a missionary and later on as a mobilizer, um, especially mobilizing prayer warriors?
0: Okay, well, um, we're all called, cool, aren't we? And, uh, and God. God found me <laughs> mm. rather than me finding him and um, he heard my cry when I was actually very small so I was about six or seven eight I don't remember but tiny and wow. I was singing to him I was singing to God I was singing the song that we have at Christmas time away mm. in the manger and um, I wanted to be ready to he- for heaven to live with God there and he answered my prayer and uh, that's where my journey began <clears throat> and uh, over the years I got more involved with youth groups and things through church. And um, you may know Patrick Johnson. He's the author of the first um, Operation World book.
1: Yes, that's right. Which is a great
0: prayer manual (laughs) that Jason Mandrick and his team run. And um, he came to talk at my church, showed the vision. So I think casting vision is important. Um, Mm -hmm. It was in the old days of the acetates. Do you remember on the (laughs) Mm -hmm. PowerPoint didn't exist? It was a piece of um, acetate on an overhead projector. Um, and yeah. I responded to that in fact I stood up in the church which was quite unusual because we're quite reserved in the UK as a kind of response to be involved with mission mm-hmm. and then um, the music of Keith Green was very keen it tells you how old I am <laughs> by mm-hmm. who I'm quoting but yeah Keith Green's music no compromise and all that was very very key and God called me to to serve um, this is cutting a long story short but through some short-term experiences um, I went to live in Israel for six months Mm. Um visited some friends in India briefly and uh, after university joined YWAM hmm. so um, yeah through YWAM I went to Bolivia in Latin Bolivia. America
1: yes that's right yeah so, so, so that that let, the- let me let me just count the numbers of this different nations. See, so it's already like three or four different countries already so that's even before you joined YWAM right
0: yes because i took Definitely. a gap year that's one of the things we sometimes do in the uk oh, okay. so between school and university so um yeah that's how i came to to be in israel for six months uh-huh. uh, very life-changing and the india was another really just a visit um anyway so i ended up in bolivia uh with wireworm and what turned out what started as a three-month commitment turned into a two-year commitment mm-hmm. uh and he learned some Spanish not very well but we started <laughs> learning Spanish. Um, God is good because I always said to God no don't send me anywhere because I'm so rubbish at languages and at school I was rubbish at languages mm. um, but he had mercy and sent me to um, Spanish-speaking country which is slightly easier than maybe learning Chinese or something. <laughs>
1: hey, um, for me Chinese is natural.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes it is. Uh, I rather, think I found that very challenging. Mm.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: Anyway um, so I think, I think God just takes us on, on journey of stepping stones, doesn't he? Mm. Um, at the time it doesn't seem such a big deal, but you know, it all sort of builds up as you go along. Mm. And that's led me to feel I needed more, more sort of Bible training, um, Mm. and missionary training. So I went back to the UK Mm. to All Nations Christian College and did a second degree in theology and cross-cultural mission. All
1: Nations!
0: A big plug for all nations yeah. and uh, even bigger plug, because that's where I met my husband and uh, Stuart. Lucky him! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then we we joined Latin Link International and served as missionaries with university students over mm. in Argentina. Uh, and we were there for approximately okay. 15 years.
1: Mm-hmm. So back to back to Spanish speaking country again. So, yes. Yes, yeah.
0: and, and Stuart um, had previously had a lot of experience in different mm. Latin American nations, so right. it was a natural fit. Um, and then, yeah, during the time in Argentina where our two boys were born, Matthew Aww. and Daniel, um, it was in my, in my situation we, we got more involved um, from the student world into more of a mobilization role. Mm-hmm. And coming alongside the um, Argentinian people in church um, mm. to equip them to serve in other countries, particularly in the Muslim world. Oh. So that became our shift. And um, also doors opened for me to, to be more involved with prayer ministry. Mm. As the boys got older, I was a bit <laughs> more freed up. And mm. um, yes, we. Uh, I was invited to be part of the Comibam Argentina committee. It's mm-hmm. called um, the Red, the um, Red. Mr. Mundialis, so I, I became part of of that group.
1: Yeah, we just have a good time uh, with uh, with Herman, uh, Herman yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, I
0: know him and, and his father as well. Yeah.
1: Oh really? Well, the, whole family, wow. the
0: whole family, we know. Yeah.
1: Wow.
0: Yes, yes, it's wonderful, isn't it? When you have connections from your past, and you know they all sort of yeah. fit together it's like a gypsy. I know.
1: You know, this this is really a small world, and we we need to expand it a little bit more because everybody knows everybody. That's not healthy.
0: <laughs> I, I always say you should never fall out with a Christian because you might meet them somewhere else.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, Herman is our uh, one of the EOT members now, and is a he's a new member of on, on the EOT board, uh, executive leadership team of uh, G, the Global Mobilization Network, and he has been contributing very much, and we appreciate his involvement. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so, how and how about you? Uh, because, you know, 15 years, that means there is an end somewhere.
0: So, God, God called us back to the UK at the end of um, 2012. Mm-hmm. So, we've actually been back some time now, back in the UK. Mm-hmm. And um, there was kind of a, some experiences towards the end of our time in Argentina, particularly in 2010. When um, Liz Adleta, who was currently um, the coordinator of the Ethne prayer movement, she made a visit to Argentina and together with some friends, we we ran a a small conference, prayer conference Mm -hmm. um, together. And that kind of gelled the the friendship. Mm -hmm. And so when I returned to the UK, she invited me to be further involved with the Ethne prayer movement. And that's led to my role currently. So Mm -hmm. now I work with her and I kind of took over um, some of the coordination of that network.
1: All right, so, so I, I believe uh, quite a few people probably know what ethne is, by the way, can you explain a bit better than, uh, yes. than I can do?
0: Yes, well, um, the ethne, ethne itself was um, born when Dawn 2000 so, uh, finished, and um, not every nation had been discipled, which was the vision of, of the Dawn 2000 movement. And leaders um, across particularly the global South, particularly in Southeast Asia, actually, got together and and felt that they wanted to continue to have a global organisation that really championed unreached people groups, as there was such a a large, outstanding task still to do. So the Ethno Network um, was a championing network with, with a variety at the time. It started with a variety of different strands to promote and to mobilize and to train and to support in in member care mm-hmm. uh, there's all sorts of things there's ethnic arts um, mm-hmm. at the very beginning and since that time it's it's developed more into the church planting movements and supporting mm-hmm. those amongst unreached groups and the prayer ministry which is the the part that i support all right so um yeah so it's a global south predominantly led um global movement that supports unreached people groups and really doesn't stop talking <laughs> about okay. the needs that are still outstanding and and really it's spiritual injustice you know so one in four people still have not had the opportunity to choose to follow jesus wow. so uh, we we won't stop until that's been changed and everybody has the opportunity to choose to follow jesus if they'd like to
1: yeah um I have been involved with I think I, I went to one of the Aston meetings in Hedevac uh, a few years back. Uh, I think a lot of, of this this global network and meetings are postponed because of covid and but but I think the uh, the network still exists, but I think the way we do things are all different, like dramatically, right? Uh, how about for for prayer uh, mobilization was 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 that any different or uh, it gets even stronger uh, because 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 the internet because uh, Zoom meetings available and all that.
0: Yeah, I think you, you're probably referring to the the pandemic. But um, you know, prior to the pandemic, we have we've kind of lived on Zoom for a very long time. Um, mm. God bless Zoom
1: <laughs> because
0: it's really enabled us. I mean, it's virtually free, isn't it? Apart from the internet connection, yeah. um, it's really enabled us to to connect across the nations. Um, many many years, I would say, the last ten years, we've we've been living on Zoom. So um, we may be ahead of the curve, but yeah, we I found know. that very 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 helpful. I mean, it's, of course, it's not ideal. We all know that it has its limitations, but yeah. um, it's certainly. It has led to great expansion in mobilization for prayer and more inclusivity
1: mm. because
0: we can't all jump on airplanes and get visas. You know, the cost is far too high and yeah, visas yeah. are sometimes impossible. So Zoom has enabled us to extend the, the team. So more in more recent years, we have more of a, a regional structure. So it is a global network, mm-hmm. but we focus more on regions and try to um, support more down to, no, basically down to church level, you know, nations yeah. and, and cities and um, every believer to be aware of resources and how they can get involved mm. to pray for and reach groups. So that's, that's become more of our emphasis as well as being like a peer group um, mm-hmm. support structure, if you like, of prayer coordinators. Mm. So originally the majority of people in the ethnic prayer group were already prayer coordinators of agencies other networks or other organizations and that still is the case but increasingly as our regional groups we have everybody (laughs) whether that's your full-time role or not you know we can all we're all called to pray aren't we so it's it's actually um releasing um the body of christ to be involved with what god is doing across the nations everywhere
1: yeah um in terms of prayer movements and uh, prayer mobilization, especially for the unreached people groups and 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 the remaining tasks uh, that often involved with uh, different uh, different efforts, uh, different components. For example, like uh, operation worlds, uh, you know uh, some people like Joshua project, they the survey the people who were doing the surveys and 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 collecting the numbers and statistics and also prayer points and there are like mobilizers and people who say this is very important you need to do it at church wake up and and pray and there are also people who actually pray um you know like like a lot of uh you know housewives and movements like this and we're so we're we're, we're so encouraged by hearing these stories but how do you how do you work together how how does that work actually and because sometimes people want to pray but they don't know what to pray for right mm-hmm. and sometimes people collect all these stats but uh, you know who, who who are there to pray for these things you know mm-hmm. like we, our efforts have been working together our experience with uh, the 30 days of prayer for Muslims and and lately the for for the Buddhist world and the Hindu world you know these are both very good materials but you just need to put it in the hands of the right people yeah.
0: Yes, well you've named uh, some of the resources that Ethno's been behind. <laughs> We're very involved yeah. with the prayer guides that you've mentioned. Yeah. Um, but I think our roots started off with the Global Prayer Digest,
1: yeah. that uh,
0: Keith Carrie and his team in Pasadena have produced for over 30 years. Yeah. That, that was my first connection as well actually, because mm-hmm. um, when I was back in Argentina I got involved mm-hmm. as as the editor of the Spanish version that had existed you for are. years and years in Argentina. But I I just was given that role a particular time, so um, so that was an, a direct connection, and that has been our our rock, you know, our absolute anchor. Um, that that particular resource, which I know you're very connected to, Ray.
1: Yeah, um, I, I visit every time. I visit every time I visit the states. You know, it was always a ride all the way to Pasadena and walk into his office and sometimes they didn't even tell him and he was like oh, you're here again <laughs> yeah so i know what you're talking about and and i really appreciate what he's doing because he just do that one thing for 30 years
0: yeah so so ethne i mean the other word that i say is key is partnership ethne really partners with um others so we, we don't do all ourselves we just link up with what god is already doing somewhere else
1: that's beautiful
0: um, so we linked up with, with Keith's team, as I said, uh, historically. Um, that is now sort of changed and is attached to the Mission Frontiers magazine, just for yeah. your information. Um, it has a new format. Mm-hmm. Um, we're yeah, very that. linked with Joshua Project, um, so you know, Dan and Duane and, and the team there, Bill. So we um, over, what we we found really strategic in helping um effective pre unreach groups is to link. Uh, people with some proper information, so not praying in a vacuum, with some information, simple information, like you would find on a Joshua Project Profile or the Global Prayer Digest, for example. Mm. But link it to harvest, link it to workers in the field. Mm. So every time, um, if I go back to the the Global Prayer Digest, as an example, the whole month, it used to focus on a particular region. And we, we, we linked the world into 12 different regions for 12 months of the year. And we, ahead of time, we would say to Southeast Asia, let's say to Indonesia, hello, everybody in Indonesia, all the, the workers that we were connected to. During June, for example, mm. the world will be using material to pray for what would you like us to pray for in Indonesia? Now, where, where are the groups that you're really wanting to work with? You know, where are you seeing difficulty? Where are you seeing breakthrough? So the information that you found in the global, and you still do. That you mm. find in the global prayer digest has come from field workers mm. so they are prepared ahead of time and we've seen windows of opportunity when the, the, the global body of christ is mobilized to pray for specific things that should come from the field mm. um so that that's been the beauty i think of these partnerships we've linked up um so that we can also see the fruitfulness because nobody likes to pray without hearing the answer. <laughs> oh. So it's always very helpful if you have a contact um, and people that you're, you're linked with to be able to see what actually happened as a result of that global movement of prayer. Mm. So that's been one of our strategies. Um, yeah, and I, th- and I think that's, it's fairly simple. I think it is applicable to, um, I've heard stories of people having you know, prayer material at the breakfast table. Yeah. And the children, or on an app, it's it's on our telephones now. Yeah. So you can just download the app and click on "Yes, I'm praying," and it's very accessible for families to to adopt as part of their their devotions as a group.
1: Yeah, yeah and, I, and I really appreciate though this people, uh, especially, you know, I, from from my personal experience as as a as a as a, as a, as a mobilizer, and also working with. Uh, the global paradises and, uh, and and likes uh, like uh, Operation World, a Prayer Cast, and and, and many others, uh, Thirty Days of Prayers, and uh, we always we always appreciate all these people when nobody cares, but they start this initiative and and actually do it. And start the translation for like in my case Chinese, and before people are even aware, this kind of material even exists, and they are the unsung heroes. And I often share about this story. There's a there's a lady, it's a, a Chinese lady. Actually, she came from Taiwan, and she took the perspective course, uh, in 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 um uh, in Texas, and um, and she said, you know, I, I'm I'm not younger anymore. Uh, my, you know, I, I don't have the strength or the the ability. I still have my family here uh, to uh, to go overseas, but um, but I I do have the I do have the, uh, the ability to to translate something. Uh, I know Chinese. I know English. So she picked up uh, Thirty Days of Prayer for Muslims about I would say 14, 15 years ago. Uh, and when nobody knows about this in the Chinese-speaking world, and he translated the whole thing, uh, which is not a big deal because, well, maybe not a big deal, but, you know, it's only like 30 pages or something. But, but she did that and brought it back to Taiwan and looked for people who are interested uh, in uh, publishing it mm-hmm. or put it into, like, really the, the print format. And, and she didn't know anyone. She was. She is a very so-called a normal, uh, you know, churchgoer or whatever. But just because she had took the prospective course and she found this prayer material, she came back, and through through a few connections, and she got to know my mom. And my mom is actually uh, uh, the uh, the director of uh, of mission department for um, uh, InterVasity here in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was so happy that uh, somebody actually brought this to her and and through the the connections. Uh, and now we are talking about maybe two thousand, uh, not two thousand, twenty thousand copies a year, uh, you know, after all these years. And all start from a housewife, actually. Mm-hmm. And no, sorry, I used to be your time, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you know this this this, this is the story i would experienced. And I often share that testimony that you don't need to be like really somebody. At, you know, you just God just lay hands in different people and, and it feel, people just feel obligated. You know, this is something I can do. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you have stories like this? I believe you do. Um, have... Yeah,
0: I, I think it's good to keep things simple. I mean, what we're seeing, the stories we're hearing now that really excite me are of children in prayer. This oh, is, uh, yeah, God's really moving amongst our children. And um, I know in Indonesia, there's a big children's movement, but um, of many decades, but now they're springing up all over the place. And and w- what joy it is, um, like, yeah. for example, maybe a couple of months ago, across Africa, one of our um, well, colleagues, co-workers, let's say, in, in the ethnic movement felt led with the teams that she's involved with to go online as we all are now on zoom mm. and have the children for a day lead us in prayer for the unreached groups mm. <laughs> just like that so they went in different countries around africa and the children led us it was lovely so that that's you know just a simple i think you know obviously they needed a little bit of help from the adults to get the technology sorted out but um <laughs> yeah I, I think how does that today? work the,
1: I, i'm the so faith level is fantastic
0: yeah, yeah. um and there's, there's big groups in India and lots of children's groups in India. Um, you've probably heard of, of Royal Kids. Um, they're quite mm-hmm. well-known. They're on YouTube, YouTube Royal Kids. Uh, they, they're praying for, for unreached groups and, and many, many different needs. Mm. Um, so I, I'm inspired by, by the next generation, the now generation,
1: mm. who...
0: Um, there, was a, there was a prophecy, actually, given... I just shared... It's just come to my mind. In May 20... Let me get 12. In May 2012... It was at the World Prayer Assembly that was held in Jakarta and uh, I think 10,000 people attended that huge assembly, uh, the prayer conference, World Prayer Assembly and the the picture that was given was of an arrow and it was talking about the the generations all linking together um, to get behind what God is doing in, in world mission and at the tip of the arrow that was represented by the children. They are the arrowhead, the ones that really see the breakthrough a little bit behind the children were our young people uh, supporting them and uh, holding on tight to the shaft, which was people like me, middle aged, I guess, adults, the shaft. And then the little feathers at the end of of the arrow were our our seniors, our our wisdom, um, people who've gone before us, those who are a little bit older in years who can really steer, steer things and help us have direction. So it was all the generations working together and that's always stuck with me that we must never forget the children because they are the arrowhead. They're right at this this real tip of to see a breakthrough. Um, I think their level of faith is a lot less complicated than um, Mm -hmm. all the ifs and buts and the unbelief that we can bring. So, yeah.
1: Okay, let's come back to... uh, Because everything here from you is so promising. Well, but I want to hear... uh, Probably there are some uh, challenges in the years, obstacles or something hindrance, uh, or, or people have questions or you know and have different priorities uh, in in a church. What what have what have been the stories that was most challenging?
0: Yeah, well.
1: Oh, you, I, you don't I want to share that, about because... it. No, no, no. It's, it's good to be
0: real, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Um, I was asked that question recently from, from some other African brothers. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think the big obstacles, which I think we'll all actually identify with in our own lives is actually a lack of compassion, a bit harsh, <laughs> um, bit harsh maybe, but a lack of compassion because I, I feel that if we have the same love that Jesus has for all the people around the world that never had the opportunity to know of the gospel Um, we might move a bit faster so I feel Mm. it is a lack of compassion and lack of love um, that doesn't really it gets in the way of Mm. of all of us in our our obedience to what Jesus has asked us to do Um, and then I suppose time you know I think if you're if you're organizing um, a volunteer movement as I am or you know if you stand up in front of your local church and you say who wants to come to the prayer meeting for international things you know (laughs) you know you're not going to get everybody there's always a sort of time issue or not that interested in people that are different Um, so I think those are the big obstacles yeah people are are and we're not all called to the same thing but we are all called to pray Uh, but I do I do acknowledge that God has put a different burden on on our hearts and, and that's fine. Uh, we're all called to do different things. But yeah, I think making time, I mean, at the end of the day, prayer is a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Prayer is a relation, racial, relational conversation with God, isn't it? So if we don't make time for that, um, it's not gonna happen. Uh, and I'm talking from a very Western task-orientated world, but many, you know, I'm sure people listening now, majority probably are in relational cultures. Where perhaps mm-hmm. time is measured in a different way and it's more spending time, um, but spending time with God is what we are asked to do as His followers. And mm. and I think and I, I think that's easy to do with, with other people. I really do. I, I much prefer to be praying with others. It keeps me accountable. It helps me stay on track um, than I do on my own. Um, both are important, but I think praying with others is really really helpful. So that's why we're a network, and that's why we like to see small groups and and mm. and help each other, help each other be accountable and and grow in prayer. How
1: how, how do you deal with uh, people who has the, the attitude saying, you know, you, you guys are like praying for the big things, you know, missions and uh, rich people groups. You should be more down to earth. You know, you, you know, we, we we do have our. I know, I know that's all very important, but also at the same time, how about the, the, the the current issues, uh, the, uh, the up close and personal stuff, pray for your family, your own health and, you know, as a church, our, our, our church, uh, younger people in our church, the, 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 the husband-wife relationship and all that. As these are all important. Um. Yeah, it it's sometimes feel feel uh, people feel pressured or obligated because we don't if we don't have time to pray for. For 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 the enriched around the world, but you know it's not relevant to their lives. That's the thing. That's a problem. How do you deal with that?
0: Yeah, well, I I identify with that. I think if we're all really honest, it's easy to pray with what's in front of us and and pray for what affects me. (laughs) Don't we all do that? We all pray for our own family, our own work, our own health. I think, you know, our smaller context, um, that's natural. And petition and, you know, God wants us to to share everything with him. The the way I approach um, trying to make things down to earth and not too airy-fairy, because I am actually quite a practical person, <laughs> mm. um, is, is to try, well, what I've been effective in my own church, I'll just give that as an example, is, um, is to ask God to, to help us have a connection, a real connection with somebody from a, an unreached group or a, a people that are persecuted, for example, mm. who actually might be living in our city or m- might be living in our neighbourhood. So so my example is um, in our church, we we we've kind of adopt in prayer every year, a different unreached group. And this year we we decided to pray for Afghanistan and in particular for the Pashtun people who were very unreached, but also God's very much at work as well um, in that nation, despite all the horrific things happening currently in the news. Um, and miraculously, in my opinion, The Lord's introduced us to people living locally in our community who have previously lived in Afghanistan um, and who are not yet um, following Jesus. So it's given us an opportunity to really put the rubber hits the road, you know, really put things into action because now we can talk to someone, now we can have coffee with someone, now we can get to know their family, you know. So it's made it made made it more real. Um, And I think if you can have a connection um, in your own community with an unreached group, it it certainly helps, because we still pray for Afghanistan, we're still praying for the war, you know, what's happening currently in the news. We see it on the news every day here in the UK. Um, So it's not irrelevant, because the BBC (laughs) tell us that we, (laughs) of what's happening. So it is is up to date, but I think having that personal connection with a person that you can talk to makes all the difference. yeah, that, But, that, but I, that, I, th-
1: yeah. I think the problem is uh, most of the people, they don't have this kind of, of uh, privilege uh, to have somebody living in their neighborhood. And, well, uh, I,
0: I, think, I thought I didn't have that privilege. For yeah. me, because I, I, I live in quite a, a multi- um, uh, what do you call it? It's not very, not very multicultural, my particular mm-hmm. um, town or village. We have many nations around us, but not actually where I'm living. Uh, so i was praying to the lord oh lord you know i I have to travel here and i have to travel there and people aren't here you know people from afghanistan aren't in my little place and then on a saturday morning we were we were praying for people on the street which we do once a month as my church we pray for people offer prayer on the streets on the saturday and this lady walked by Uh, (laughs) for me it was a miracle because uh it it isn't that that common in my context so um you know, got the God's full of surprises, but I, I think we need to be a bit proactive as well. And it might not be actually your neighbor, as okay. it's become in my mm-hmm. situation, but we can yeah. connect. You know, yeah. we can connect via a worker. You know, you might know somebody who's serving in another right. nation.
1: And that's often how to, how we do it. Uh, you know, uh, we we connect with the uh, missionaries overseas and. Uh, you know, just to make a phone call and probably hearing from them what's going on on the, on the mission field. And especially for those who uh, who have some really challenging uh, times uh, because of the COVID and, and also because of the current situation politically or whatever. And that, that give us a real taste and not just waiting for a prayer letter every three months. <laughs> that is yeah, that 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 is something we can we can actually oh appreciate. So mm-hmm. I, I the, the very last question, maybe not the last question, but the, you know we we're coming too close to uh, to to our time, but uh, how do you deal with how do you deal with you know silence or you know sometimes we hear we, we pray but we don't see the results. In the very like present time, uh, when you pray, things just happen. and we do believe that have, have, something happened miraculous often, but we do know you know it sometimes takes a long time of silence and and sometimes things, things get even worse after we pray. How do you deal with that? and how do you you know? I don't know. Uh, well, I, I know the so-called the correct answers, but I, I want to hear from you. Hmm.
0: Well, I think actually often when we pray, things can get worse, um, unfortunately, which is a bit of a, maybe I shouldn't be recorded saying that. <laughs> um, certainly not without the context, but, um, well, if I, maybe I should stay with Afghanistan because it's, it is a current issue at the moment how many of us have prayed for that nation over decades you know and 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 now many people are fleeing for their lives as they do in other parts of the world fleeing because of persecution and destitution and yeah. real real danger and fear um so i suppose the interpretation of the answers to prayer is what we're talking about isn't it how do we see uh, or don't see the answer to our prayers I mean, the bottom line is we trust God, we we trust that he knows what he's doing, he's in control, and it's not in vain, um, all our prayers are listened to and answered in, in his timing, but maybe not in the way that we expect. So perhaps in, in this example I'm using now, when people, unfortunately, are forced to flee a situation and find themselves as refugees or migrants, mm-hmm. you know, they are then in, in a different context, it may be... Um, maybe an opportunity for them to hear more about jesus than they would have done in their previous situation mm. but you know but, but none of or or a natural disaster a tsunami or, or an earthquake or or a you know there's so many there's so many things which happen which none of us would want those things to happen No, but god does use everything so i think it's very hard to say god is silent um, i think god is on the move all the time but maybe not as we quite thought it would work out yeah um but i i have in my personally i i have to release that i'm not god (laughs) so i i i want to be obedient to the little bit that i've been asked to do and i've been asked to pray for people that don't know jesus that's it um and you know to pray for god's kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven as we've all been taught It's, it's not complicated but how that actually works out in our world I think is in God's hands and and I just trust that I walk by faith and have to have the trust and, and sometimes we see connections, but I feel it's a little bit arrogant to try to read to try and interpret things that um, maybe are a bit beyond me. Mm. Um, yeah. And yeah. been in a in a football yeah. match. Do you, which team do you pray for in a football match? You know, if you've got two groups of Christians, they're going to pray for both sides, aren't they? so oh,
1: come on!
0: You know, no. I know that's a very that's a very silly example, but God is no, in control, I and, and I don't think we need to get into the secrecy We we pray in faith, and we pray with as much understanding as yeah, we can, yeah. and as much love and compassion. But we leave the results to to what God is doing yeah. in His time. Yeah.
1: I think, uh, in terms of football match, uh, both sides I all have believers are praying very hard, <laughs> especially yeah. come, comes comes to the penalty time. <laughs> yeah, um yeah, the the reason I asked him, I, I was asking that it was because just a few days ago we we just prayed for Myanmar, and mm-hmm. we're using the materials that um, about three, four years ago, but things didn't get better. At that mm-hmm. time, the prayer was like a, Actually, promising because at that time there was a changeover of this uh, yeah. the government and everything. And at that time, we were, all these prayer points are actually praising points. But you know, this year is totally a different story. And yeah. just talking about Syria, how long we have been praying for Syria and, and the situation we're there already six, five, seven, ten years already, right? But um, and and people. Especially when we uh, encourage people to pray for certain countries and refugee situations, you, you get a fatigue, you know. You, after, you no, know, if it's an emergency, yeah, of course, people people pray for fronts all together at the same time, you know, because of some terrorist attack and all that. But after that, you know, how long you you uh, you you still, you know, pursue that kind of eager to pray for. Pray for the loss. To pray for the situation. Pray for, uh, mm. pray for the change. Um, mm-hmm. And that that requires commitment. And and I do appreciate all that. But uh, I don't I don't really have answers. But yes, we do know God is in control. Sometimes we just we we, we just ignorant um, to to see that.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean there are, there aren't easy, any easy answer, Any easy answers. And I think fatigue is real in lots of areas. Um, mm. compassion fatigue information fatigue you know. but um but that's why i i i am a great advocate for teamwork mm. <laughs> I, I like to be with other people because mm. uh, you know if one if one's feeling a little bit limp a little bit down um we can all rally around and help each other you know we don't we're not always going to be joyful and happy are we life's not like that but we can if you're in a group i think it's it's helpful to to help each other and carry each other's burdens as we're talking that's right and um and acknowledge that, and have you know, yeah, I think we need to be ourselves and and God knows our weaknesses and uh, and the Holy Spirit encourages us, doesn't he, to keep going?
1: Very last question how uh, how do you see the importance of working together? I think you have mentioned that you know we yeah. need one another, we need a team, we know you know how to, how to, how do how do to work together because people are so different, uh, people. Our time zone is different, and even for, to line up this uh, meeting, we, we need to set, set our times. So, How uh, yours seven hours difference, and uh, and not just that, you know, personality difference, uh, our interest, ministry uh, focus is different. Um, but why is still so important to work together?
0: Well, I think I think we do need each other right across the body of Christ. Um, mm-hmm. To me, it's a biblical principle, isn't it? In Corinthians, we're told that we're a body and Jesus is the head. Um, I like diversity. I I think that, that I think is why I like praying for other ethnic groups and other multicultural cultural situations. (laughs) For me, it's how I tick, you know? I I know we're not all the same, but for me, I'm like a magnet to somebody who's different. (laughs) Mm. You know, um, I enjoy it. I enjoy um, learning about other people's perspectives, now i'm not i'm not saying that it's always easy okay because the chemistry might be different you know we um might get wound up irritated by somebody else's method that's gonna get the same result but they just do it differently yeah but i kind of like seeing the differences um and i think I, i think we are enriched by by learning from other people's perspectives. that's right and not being so narrow-minded. I, I think there's a propensity for, for human beings to mm. to be self-deceptive. You know, you can deceive yourself,
1: mm.
0: think that you're fantastic, think this, think the other. But if you're in a group, mm. that can be corrected because somebody else is more um, object, you know, objective and say, well, actually, <laughs> I see it like this, you know, and it opens your eyes. It's really healthy, I think, mm-hmm. to, to have those different perspectives on things. and. And we, we, we are, you know, the vision, our, our end goal, I'm sure you agree with this, Ray, the end goal is, is in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, when the great throne, you know, before the throne of God are all peoples of every nation, tongue and tribe before the throne of God, worshipping. Um, that's what we're aiming for. So mm-hmm. let's start now, you know, what, let's have everybody, all the different languages, all the different tribes, nations and people. And... Um, try and get on with each other here on earth because we're going to be together for eternity. Mm. Um, and that's how we've been created to be. And mm. I think, I think you can work through differences. Um, mm. yeah, I, I'm fascinated by how people approach, approach life from different parts of the world.
1: Beautiful. Thank you, Jenny. Uh, I think, uh, your, your journey as a missionary also, you know, also helps a little bit on that, you know, being uh, appreciation to others and also, uh, getting to know that the, uh, God's creation uh, is very so diverse, God's work uh, involves you and me. Um, and we all, we all need to learn that actually, sometimes the hard way, sometimes the easy way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you very much, Jenny, uh, you know, um, especially for your contribution to the prayer movement around the world, uh, especially for the, uh, uh, the Unreached. Uh, very much appreciate it, and and I pray that we can we can definitely work together, especially amount the global mobilization network and prayer movement is definitely a, a big part of it, uh, if not the most important. Thank you very much for your time, Jenny.
0: You're welcome. It's a pleasure. Thank you.